This episode is brought to you by Santos Threads. Make sure to visit Santos-Threads for the latest and greatest in men's and women's Latino urban-inspired streetwear. Visit santos-threads.com. Hey, you are now listening to the Santos Says Podcast, episode number 30. Once more, Happy New Year to everybody, 2022. Once again, coming through. Um, It's your host, Santos, proud owner of Santos Threads. Of course, once more coming by. And and make sure to follow me at uh, Santos Thread Shop at uh, Instagram, as well as uh, Santos Thread Shop on TikTok. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube, the Santos Says Podcast, and away we go. On this episode, I have a special guest. My guest on this episode, making her way in uh, via the wonderful city of San Diego, California. This person is an MC. Uh, she is a she's a lyricist. She's an MC from San Diego, California. She goes by the name of Nina Beretta, coming to us from the West Coast, and um, I'm very happy to have her here because she's very, you know, one of the things I noticed is she's got a very aggressive style um as far as lyricism she's a lyricist from the west coast she has that um you could tell she's definitely uh one of those type of um mcs who values lyricism and i'm going to have her here uh momentarily we're going to talk about her experience as an mc as an artist talk about what she's working on um we're also going to talk about you know whatever project she has coming up and really just get, you know, talk to her for a little while and really get a, a, a feel. And of course, she's here joining me now um, from the West Coast, West Coasting. Um, she's an MC. She goes by the name of Nina Beretta. And um, I'm going to welcome her now here to the Santos Says Podcast. want to welcome in Nina Beretta. Hey. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Good, good. No, definitely. Um, I like that. Is that an Easy E T-shirt? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Easy. Listen, we love Easy. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, thanks for joining me. Um, I know we were going back and forth trying to get it worked out, and I appreciate you joining me. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's just been I'm moving right now, so it's just a, you know really busy. But I wanted to make sure I could come and be here. No, I appreciate that. Definitely. So let's get right into it, right? Um, you are from San Diego, California, right? Um, I'm from originally from Los Angeles. And I oh. grew up well, back and forth between LA and San Diego. Nice, nice. All right, LA, San Diego. Um, I had the fortune of speaking with, I, I told you this offline, but I, I interviewed an, an artist from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes by the name of Casino Gotti, and he was telling me some of the differences. So I'd be interested to hear your opinion. As okay. far as that, how that goes. So we'll get right into that. Okay. You as a person who's from both, right? Identifies with both. What are some of the differences as far as hip hop goes? Um, between San Diego and Los Angeles? Yes. As far as the hip hop scene, obviously LA's got all the names, right? They, they're Hollywood. But yeah. just trying to understand the mentality of an artist from San Diego. Uh, I think, I, I'm not sure if there's that much of a difference anymore. I mean, there used to be, but now I think most most MCs have a, a go-getter mentality. And there's probably, as far as LA, there's just more opportunity, I would say. 
you know, there's yeah. more um, options and more chances to actually explore. San Diego, there is a ceiling here. Um, so if you're someone like myself, you'll just try, try to venture out, you know, and go out and work other places, which I think all rappers or musicians should do anyways. But yeah, with the internet, with all the social media and everyone being able to be their own manager and, and have the world as an audience, I think everything's pretty much leveled out. I'm not sure there's much of a difference other than opportunity. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, obviously, you know, on the grand scheme of things, you know, San Diego is not, it's a beautiful city. But Fair. what I mean is like, obviously, right. But everybody thinks of San Diego as more of a, it's an old, older traditional town. It's, it's more of a, the military base. You know, you have the, the Marines, right. All that over there. So it's kind of, it's not the same as LA is like, you think big time, you think mainstream. Um, well, there's, um, I, I think every place has their neighborhoods, right. Where, where yeah. is? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I'm from New York. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm from New York. I grew up in Brooklyn, but yeah, no, San Diego. No, don't get it twisted. I know San Diego's got hoods. No doubt yeah. about it. I'm talking yeah. about like on the mainstream level, um, like, really, like military. And I've been here for most of my life, but military has never been something that I've dealt with or has crossed my paths or anything like I get that's, that's like, um, a stereotype, I think. And maybe it's true because there's a military base, but they don't, have much to do with San Diego as far as how I've lived or what I've experienced. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Military. No, I knew that. Yeah, military town, they're really in their little section and that's it. But um no, San like I said, I mean, and you know what, maybe even more opportunities coming. I mean, there's a lot of bigger franchises coming to San Diego. So um yeah, you'd have to come out here and experience it. It's hard to say. You know, I had a yeah, love yeah. Hate. I had a love-hate experience with San Diego because for a long time it, there was a ceiling, you know, and I felt like I did everything I could do or or my talent was being stifled. Um, there's other issues, you know, as far as, but that might be everywhere too, just like, you know, rappers hate on each other. Um, yeah, yeah. Humans, humans in general don't want to see people succeed. So that's a big problem. That's something I've dealt with. But um, yeah, I don't see it as far as, I mean, I'd love San Diego. And you know what? Maybe if you would have asked me maybe like a year ago, I might have had a different view. But lately I've been traveling a lot and just there's something about here that's just, just, and I'm sure it's like that with you too for New York. Yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. Look, you're always going to, look, home is home. Mm -hmm. You know, home is home. You're going to find the charm. Then you could little, you could pick at things that you don't like or you could pick at some of the deficiencies, right? New yeah. York is expensive as hell, you know? Likewise. Oh, yeah. it's Cali though. Cali's expensive too. Like, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, it's it's we could pick at things, but home is home. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So let's get into you, right? Let's get into some of your experience because I, I got a chance to listen to your music. Um, but one of the things I was impressed with was just understanding, like, seeing you had this aggression about you, but mm -hmm. I don't mean it in a negative connotation. What I mean is like you're bringing it. So you're you're trying to. What I like is that. You know, you're showing that females could bring it to the forefront on the lyri as lyricists, as mm -hmm. opposed to just saying, "Okay, here's a package." As you see on the on the mainstream, right? Although yeah. this is this packaged artist, and we're gonna just present her as a beautiful face to look at, and that's it. But you're, that's not the case with you. Explain mm -hmm. to me your your background as far as a rapper, how you got into it, and your mindset as an artist. Um, well, I started rapping because or I started making music because I needed like an outlet for uh, to express what I was going through. 
um, as a child and then as a young woman. I've been creating for a long time. And so my reasoning for making music might be a little different. And that might be what you hear. There's more of, um, I guess, a deeper meaning, a, a feeling like you like you said, you could feel that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just have a message, I guess. You know, I'm making music because of a message I have or, or one that I want to give. So it's not so much about my appearance, though I'm a woman. So how I look or how I present myself is important to me. But um, the music's most important to me. No, no doubt, and 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 I see that like um, like one of the songs I like that I heard from you was, uh, my life was one of those songs. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, good song, good uh, good lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, I really appreciated the message. What was your inf- uh, inspiration for that song? Um, my life. Um, you know what? I think that was that one. I was pretty upset on. You know, sometimes when you go through things, like if you're. For musicians, you could take out what you're going through on a song. And for that one, it was a little aggressive. You know, again, back to the feeling like I'm being stifled or maybe just in life in general. So I wanted to someone to be able to play that song and then get amped and like go out there and do what they have to do. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, for sure. And and like that's one of the things I noticed was a consistent theme. You could tell that the music is very personal for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you what you're saying, right? Because people get caught up in the entertainment aspect, and they just say, "Oh, well, this is right," but it's real personal. It's mm-hmm. personal, and Absolutely. you're talking about your life, what Absolutely. you've gone through. Absolutely. Right, and and it's like one of those things that I really appreciated about your music. And so, with that, I'll ask you: Who were some of your influences coming up? Um, gosh, um, Tupac. Of course, gosh, I don't. I, I liked everything and everyone, but I think mostly the struggle and and wanting to, um, you know, I have this thing with like people going. You're going to be told if you you ask several different people the same question, you're going to get a different answer from each person, and maybe the first person's going to tell you no, and that's something I've experienced in my life. You know, coming from poverty and going through things that I've gone through. Um, is being told no when no wasn't really the answer for certain, like reaching out for help and being told no. So what was my point? Um, yeah, so my, I guess who inspired me yeah. was that fight to prove that, you know, we could be more and do more than what they tell us we can be. Nah, I, I respect that, you know, because I think in, in, at all of us can relate to that to a certain extent. You know, yeah. being right, those doors are going to slam shut many more times than the doors that open up. Right. right? But right. it's focusing on the opportunities that arise. And one, and lastly, two, taking advantage of the doors that open. Absolutely. Because it doesn't happen often. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, that's why it was important for me to be here with you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, no, likewise, respect. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, and I know, listen, and I asked you that because I knew Tupac had to be one influence. I knew it, but I wanted to hear it from you because yeah. I saw, you know, I know you You did a freestyle. It's kind of like a freestyle. I would call it a freestyle. That's what we all call it, right? When somebody's rapping on someone else's beat mm-hmm. um, to, uh, what was the Tupac record? I heard it. I know you You did, you know, you really put in work on that joint. Um, oh, the last, the last um, person breathing? The last yes, person. the last person breathing. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. We, that's what we can say. Yes. The last person breathing. The last person breathing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, that the last person breathing, that joint right there, which I love the Tupac version. You mm-hmm. did it pretty good. You did it justice. 
on that song. What were you thinking when you did that? Because, you know, listen, that's a legend song. That's a legendary song. I don't care if he's deceased, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have the guts to touch it. What were you thinking on that? Um, man, you know what? I was listening to his version over and over again and trying to see if I can fit in somewhere because I couldn't, it's not something like you said, like you have to do some kind of justice to the song. Mm-hmm. You can't, and I'm sure plenty of people would just jump on it and put whatever, but I didn't want to do that. So, um, I just put my heart in there and it, it is kind of simple, but at the same time, I think what I'm saying is, is very meaningful and very heartfelt again with, um, like they try to stop me from eating, which is true. So I, I just wanted to come back and, and again, give someone else, if someone listens to it, when they listen to it, give them some of that power, rub that off on them and just to go get theirs, you know, like my, my life has just been that type of battle, type of like a marathon, I guess, but it's been an uphill battle. So a lot of what I do is going to be geared towards that, trying to empower other people like myself. Definitely. No, listen, and, and everybody has things that motivate them. So I think it's, it's, Whatever it is that's gonna put that light the fire under you, mm-hmm. um, utilize that to catapult you to where you wanna be, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, nobody's gonna do it for you. No one's gonna motivate you. If you if that's what it takes to run like your hair is on fire, if you will, as yeah. the expression says, but <laughs> right, you do that. So Tupac was one. Are there any female MCs that you said, wow, like this woman right here brought it or like I could like borrow something from her or that were influential in your, you know, in your career. Um, like, I think a little Kim was probably the first female that I heard. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm old school still, you know, I'm still back in the old school, but same. same. Yeah. And so I loved little Kim for a long time. And then until it was very, it became very clear that like Biggie was writing all her raps. Yeah, I know. When we were younger, we're not thinking of that. I'm glad you brought that up because. <sighs> yeah, that was, that was like, that, that was like, oh man, like all these years I've been competing against. Biggie? Yeah. but I, <laughs> I thought like. I thought she was writing that shit. I thought she was everything. But then to come to find out, he probably told her how to dress and how to stand and what to say. And it, it I think that might have been my first big lesson in the game. It's like well, it's, that she is the definition at that time of the music business. Right. Right. Well, here's, here's the thing. Right. And, and I understand that as a lyricist. Look, I full disclosure, I used to rap myself. Now, yeah. I don't rap anymore. I hold this mic now. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I have a deep appreciation. I, 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 I'm a writer. I, you know, I used to do that stuff. So, like, I get hip-hop. I know how to make music and stuff. I've done it, whatever, but I'm not, whatever, right? Yeah. My whole point is that, so I approach things also like that. When I'm listening as a consumer, I, I'm also a lyricist in my brain. So, mm-hmm. like, when we hear that our favorite MCs, one of our favorite rappers or artists does not write their own songs, does not write their own lyrics, it hurts. We're yeah. not thinking about the what you were saying. Biggie made a whole product, right? I try to say this. Biggie created Lil' Kim. Now, I'm not, I'm not discrediting her. She, she ran with it, and she had success, right? But Biggie, like you said, when you found out, right, man, l- listen to that flow. Look at the pocket that she's rapping, the cadence. Biggie created that, and it was Biggie. If you saw in the movie, that was one of the few things that was true in the movie. Like, Biggie legitimately asked her, hey, can you rap? I don't know if you saw the, the movie Notorious from years ago. Yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. So 
that can be disheartening, especially when you're an up and coming MC, especially as a woman. I would imagine that you don't know, right? You don't know a lot of, um, you know, there aren't as many female MCs as male MCs, obviously. So you're looking at it like, damn, this is one of those female MCs I look up to, and she don't even write her own raps. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's kind of disheartening. Yeah, yeah, that was messed up. Yeah, because it kind of like blew a hole in everything I believed in as far as that went. And yeah, again, like being a rapper that writes your own raps is very important to someone that writes. To me, you know, it's it's very important. I mean, it's it's easy to be told how to do it and what to say and sh- and to get all the accolades for it. Yeah, so to to be someone like me who does everything themselves, it is disheartening. But it's like a broken record, you know. I mean, they did it with Cardi B, and then she came out here and just freaking exploded off of someone else's work. So I mean, yeah. and then Cardi was the last straw. I was like, oh my god, that messed with me a lot because I mean I, I don't know if we'll understand like how much work goes into I know you do but the average listener how much work goes into writing these songs and, and man it just is what it is you know for, for other people to just get the fast track and to have to see that you know it's a trip it is what it with is though mm-hmm. with the reference track and all that like it sucks like I hate it I hate it now I understand this Everybody got to eat. I'm not going to take the food off of somebody's plate, right? Right, right. You got to eat. Everybody's got to eat. I'm not knocking it. But what I'm saying is you're not going to get that respect as a as an MC. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get the respect of an MC that writes his own. Like, you know, Drake uses reference tracks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, ha- you know, um, Snoop. Now, I'm not taking away from Snoop. I know that's I, what I said. I'm not trying to get off. <laughs> no, no, no. That's another Snoop. one like a West Coast legend, but I don't think he's ever written or, or he writes or you can, style. Yeah, you could tell by the, their cadence too. And I think you could tell with Snoop, his cadence as well, that you could tell when people write or don't write, there's just a little more feeling or a little more passion in what they're saying. Um, but then again, I mean, she, she's like mega West Coast businessman. So he, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Snoop, listen, Snoop is a legend. I never, the only, I said this before on an old interview, because I'm, I'm from New York. The only issue I had with Snoop is the obvious issue. And I've always felt like New York never checked him on this. The fact that he came through here, crushed the buildings, and nobody checked him, to me, that was the biggest, I never liked that. Now, I'm not saying you had to check him, like, that way. What I'm saying is, maybe somebody behind the scenes did. But, like, nobody dissed him on a record. That's how much people love Snoop. Right? I, Nobody I, dissed them. I thought there was some violence during that video shoot, though. I could have I could have swore I heard something about there was something that happened. I, I guess, but there was, like, little scuffles here and there. But, like, Snoop was moving through the city like nothing. Like, And, again, I'm not – I don't condone violence. What I'm saying is because that East Coast, West Coast thing was totally mm-hmm. manufactured by the media. Let me be, let me be fair. Okay? Mm-hmm. That, was, that was Biggie and Pop. That was not a whole coast against another coast. Yeah. Like, I never felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I love Pac. So, like, I love Pac. You know, love Pac. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I guess what my, my whole point of that is just saying it's all about perception. Yeah. Right? It's all about perception. I mean, Easy e we're talking about Easy e is a legend for multiple reasons. 
It's not because, oh, he's the greatest lyricist ever. Like people, people it's well known, right? Easy E's raps, which I'll ask your opinion, your opinion on Easy E. But any mm-hmm. Easy E was not known for being a rapper. He's a figure, he's a mogul, he was a ahead of his time. He had a vision. Right. He would have been huge. He was huge, but he would have been. What do you think? What is your or what is your um what are your opinions on Easy E and his legacy? Um, on Easy E and his legacy, again, he's just like he's the West Coast, he's California. I mean, he brought us Bone Thugs, you know, and that's Bone Thugs is like my one of my favorite groups of all time. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a shame, man. It seems like all the best ones, all the the people that did a lot for us died really quick. And um I, he's just a legend. That's my opinion of him. I was too young, you know, even when um when he passed to really remember how things were during that time. But um not young enough to not respect him. For sure. For sure, definitely. Now, um a lot of what I do here is um Latino based. It's based on Latinos. Now we do have, you know, we have a heavy East Coast influence. So we do interview a lot of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, uh-huh. um, Cubans. And and so you are the first, I believe you are of Mexican descent, right? Yes. So you are the very first person of Mexican descent to interview here. I'm 30 episodes in. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I'm you. glad. To, there you go, right? So so I'm glad to have you here because I am actually, I've always had great deal, a great deal of respect for the Chicano um, influence mm-hmm. from here watching it, the Chicano influence in hip hop. Right. Right. Do you feel that the Chicanos get their just due in the history of your contributions in hip hop? Um, no, I don't think so. You know, and, and there's a difference between like Chicano rap and something that I do or other Mexicans do. I wouldn't consider myself a Chicano rapper. I'm just, I mean, as a people, I don't mean that. I know what you mean not as the genre. I mean, like that are putting it down, whether it's hip hop or Chicano, because it is hip hop. Yeah, yeah, uh, hip hop, hip hop. Like I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't think so at all. I think there's a lack of respect. I think that um, in many occasions, a lot of Latinos are treated like they're a guest, and um, and that there's always like off music with music outside of music. There's always been. Um, for some groups, uh, attention between everyone else and Mexicans. So, um, no, I don't think they get their respect. I agree with you. Yeah. So, no. And hopefully that'll change, you know? Hopefully that'll change soon because they do deserve it. Latinos deserve a lot more respect yeah. the music game. And I don't think they get enough. And I look forward to hopefully helping, you know. But there's a lot of other Latino artists out there, too, that are bigger than me that are have been... Um, all right, I'm not going to do all that, but <laughs> no, listen, this is your show. Dude, you don't have to say what you don't want to say, but if you can say what you want to say, like yeah. that's, you know what I mean? Like this is your platform right now. So yes, but, but people up too big, but, um, go ahead. No, listen, this is your platform. This is go ahead. Go are, are, I cuss on here. Yeah, of course. Come on, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not okay. a person. I always tell people ask me this a lot. I'm not a person who curses a lot, but okay. I don't. Doesn't mean I don't. My guests are allowed to say whatever they want, as long even if they're insulting me. If it makes good content, I'll put it out. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I'm not. I'm just not. I have to catch myself. You know, once in a while, I'll say something. But no, um, no, no disrespect at all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do yeah, your thing. 
But no, I do look forward to Latinos, to Mexicans, Chicanos getting more respect. And I feel that they're, they're due and they deserve it. And they shouldn't feel like, in my opinion, they shouldn't feel like they're a guest in the house of rap. I, I, I don't feel like anyone should. That's, that's my opinion. Anybody who's been in this game, anybody who writes their raps, regardless, it, you could be a white person. If, if for the love of hip hop, it's your home too. And um, yeah, anybody who's really out here and putting their heart into it and has a message and is not taking advantage of the art, who really loves music, who's alive because hip hop, then it's their home too. And I hope that they get their due too, regardless of race. I respect that. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. That's that's what it's all about. Really, hip-hop is a multicultural... I mean, yes, like, it, it comes from the streets originally from of New York, and it was a predominantly African-American art form, but Latinos were there from the beginning. There were... Puerto Ricans were there in the beginning when it first came out. Like, people forget yeah. that, right? Yeah. And Jamaicans. Like, exactly, man. It, it, for the love of music, you know, so it's your home, too. And, yeah. and that's how... Right, hundred percent, and 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 I agree. And one of the things too, it's not only the music part too, though. When I think of hip hop, I think of the whole culture, and like you, you guys. When I say you guys on the West Coast, mm -hmm. the Mexican Americans, the Chicanos, have put in such a stamp when it comes to lifestyle, when it comes to trends, when it comes mm -hmm. to the cars, when it comes to tattoos, when it comes mm -hmm. to artwork, graffiti, right. street art. You guys mm -hmm. have put in. Your stamp, and that's aside from the music. So I do think that, yeah, I agree with you. I think all of us as a whole Latinos don't get the proper just do, but in your context, what we're talking about, yeah, the Chicanos yeah. don't get it either. Yeah, in general. So hopefully, you know, in whatever walk of life or whatever it is that, you know, our people are into, that they do get their just do because we are hard workers and we do, you know, we do a lot of good and we should be applauded for that. 100%. 100%. Um, what kind of other, just curious, like what other music did you grow up listening to? Um, other genres, any other genres? Yeah, all the genres. Soul, of course. It started with soul music. Um, then I got into rap music. I like alternative. I went through a phase where I was into alternative music. I like that. Um, just good music in general. I always say that. I always say that. Like one of the things I always say is like, there's no such thing as genres really of music because there's so many different ones. It's like there's good music and there's music that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like beautiful, you know. Right, right, right. So like at the end of the day, also it's all it's all subjective. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, right? Like what I might like, I might like a song and you may think it's trash, but right. Right. But that's what we all can agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite Tupac song? Oh, if gosh. you had to pick one, my favorite Tupac song, probably um, "Pain." Is that what it's called? Pain. Pain. I think. Or so no much more. pain. So much pain. Yeah, I like that. Um, Hail Mary. Yeah, I like everything. <laughs> yeah. All, all right. So you. All right. So now I'll ask you this question: Death Row Pac versus pre-Death Row Pac. Which one and why? Oh, Death Row Pop for sure. Yeah. And the albums he came out with after he passed away, those were bomb. Um, Pre-Pop, that was just a little before my time. It was still on that kind of that old school rap.
Death Row Pac, I believe. And probably a little before. But yes, I mean, Brenda's got a baby. I liked all that too, but I didn't really get into my rapping groove until right before the Death Row Pac. And then that's when I, you know, got into my gangster phase. Listen, I, it happened to all of us. I mean, we have people walking around with bandanas like tied like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, everybody wanted to, it, it was just like a thing. Like Tupac to me was like one of those guys who, it transcends music, mm-hmm. you know, like even for me too. Like I, I grew up, I mean, I grew up listening to Pac and it was like, I didn't appreciate him more until I got older. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in my thirties, but um, I didn't appreciate him. So like later when I couldn't understand everything, yeah. you know, cause yeah. Biggie was a lot more easy to digest and being here on the East coast, like yeah. Biggie sure. was he- like, everything was Biggie, mm-hmm. Biggie, Biggie. Then it became Jay-Z after that, but like Biggie, 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 Biggie. Yeah. So then I was like, man, I kind of, and there's no disrespect to Biggie, but I'm like, damn, you know what? I kind of like Pac more like, mm-hmm. musically. Not, it's, I don't know them, obviously. I didn't know them, but so. Right. Right. It's one of those things. Yeah. Let's talk about you, right? Um, I heard a lot of your songs. Your song, listen, what I appreciated about you is, and it's funny what you said, right? You said you could tell when someone writes their rhymes. Mm-hmm. That was the idea. That was the, impression I came with, came away with. When I heard your songs, when I heard your music, I was like, for some reason, you always, people want to assume always that everybody writes their rhymes. But with you, it sounded so personal. It sounded like, you know what? She pens everything. Yeah. So I wanted you to know that you made that impression. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, that means a lot to me. That's like, that's so important. Again, going back to women, not writing. You know, so damn that, you know, that's, that means a lot to me that, cause I guess my only, only three goals I had really was one for them to know that I write everything and, and for two to get them to feel something. And the third is to take care of my family, of course, but I'm glad that, you know, that's the impression I'm giving. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's the impression that you, that I got what I heard you. And, and also your voice is very distinct. You sound very different when you're, when you're, um, what was it that I know, listen, your people's voice are, is their voice, but when we, we rap, sometimes our voice sounds different than when we speak. Is there any, like, what was your, I guess, what was your inspiration to have a certain kind of, um, a cadence to take on a certain cadence for your voice when you rap? Um, they, that's just how I, that's just how it sounds. You know, I, there wasn't a, um, do I don't talk like that. My voice is indeed. Your voice is different when you speak, but. It, it, I'm not uh, saying that you're purposely, right? Not no, that you're purposely. No, I know, I know. No one's ever, I think one, but I, I've heard that before, but um, maybe, okay. So I started rapping because of my brother. So um, my older brother and maybe in that, maybe that's where I kind of got my voice from, you know, maybe that's how it started. And then again, who I was influenced by, I was influenced by dudes. So right, I was right, right. by Tupac. Um, by those guys. So maybe that's just how I, I went into that type of voice, you know? No, but I liked it though. I liked it because it, it, it showed that you have, uh, it made you distinct and it also made it so that you could hear the, the emotion mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes sense. It comes yeah. out, like it comes across, like you're really, you, you have, you have pain, you have Feelings, you've been through stuff. Like the first thing I thought about when I heard some of your songs, I'm like, all right, she's been through some shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's been through some shit and she's yeah. really putting it out there. And yeah, you know, I appreciate that. And, and that's important. You gotta be real with yourself and you gotta 
people like that resonates with the people because we all been through shit, right? So yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So before we wrap it up, I want you to tell everybody what you have coming up. Uh, what can we expect from you? I know you're out there heavy on social media. I always see the posts and yeah, out there. Just tell everybody what you're working on. Um, just more music and working on doing out of state shows. I'm really excited about um, more videos and going on a fitness journey. I think I'm going to start documenting that. So I, I need to get real serious about my health, about, um, you know, what I'm consuming. I just got over COVID. So it's, it's been a lot. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, um, I'm sorry to hear that, that, um, and I know, I hope that you're doing much better now. I, I am now, you know, it's been a, about five days since I've gotten out of, you know, bounced back. But, um, but during that time, I mean, damn, you know, your health is so important. Everyone out there, take care of yourself. Men, make sure you go get checked. Um, it's it's everything nowadays. Most of everything can be treated if you take care of yourself early. So um, I, I want to do that. I want to go on a health journey and document that. Um, I'd love to be able to get my media influencer on. And I'm learning how to do that. And just be an all-around better person. You know, get better at interviews. And... Um, just keep talking to great people like yourself. Thank you very much for your kind words and being patient with me. And um, no, yeah, no problem. No, no problem. Listen, this is that's what it's all about. It's all about really building connections and really, you know, it's it's more than just networking. Because networking, I, people say use the word networking. I networking has like a very not that it's bad, but it's very eh, networking. You could say hello to somebody and it's a network. You're networking. I to me, it's more. It's a little more personal than that. You know what I mean? It's like people are people. You're not talking to robots. So, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Building, you know, because no matter what comes, at the end of at the end of all of this, the relationships we built are important. So, thank you. Not definitely, definitely. And on the music front, tell us because I know you got you're putting out music. What what is your tell us about what about some of that? Um, well, you can go check out my music. I'm recording all the time. Again, I record everything myself. Um, and then I send it out and get it mixed. So everything you hear me on is stuff that I self-recorded. And um, yeah, just go to my website or my Instagram, ninaberetta.net, and every, all my music's on there. I'm all on streaming, Spotify, Apple. And yeah, you know, every day I'm trying to do something new and I'm going to keep creating. Respect. I respect mm -hmm. that. Um, tell everybody where they can find you because obviously this is there's a uh, YouTube and there's also the audio version. So just okay. So my website ninabreta.net. Hit me up and all my links are on there and holler at me. And I look forward to hearing from whoever hits me up. Definitely, definitely appreciate that. Um, any final words for everybody out there? No, that's it. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Nina Beretta. Thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Okay. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Yeah, so that was Nina Beretta, definitely. Um, man, that was good. Um, just, you know, she she's, you know, it's a story of perseverance. And um, it's always great to make these connections with people from all over and just kind of build. And, and, and it's good to see that she um, she's persevered and she's continuing to push forward with her music career. And um, 
And it's really good to see that. And 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 again, it's important. Like if you're, you know, and hip hop is so important to, I mean, look, not everybody's gonna write their own lyrics. And so I, I appreciate other people who appreciate the art form of, of writing your own music and putting it out. And um, I really do. And so I'm glad that she did that or rather that she does that and she, she writes and, and puts out her own music. Uh, independent artist, the whole thing. So um, looking forward to seeing what she has in store. Uh, Nina Beretta. And um, special shout out to the West Coast, of course, as well. So that was episode number 30. Um, I want to thank my guests. Thank you guys all. Uh, make sure you, you, um, you guys subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, of course, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, etc., Make sure to listen. And uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, give the video a thumbs up, people. Please. It costs nothing. Get the thumbs up. Up. Come on. What is taking you guys so long? Okay. I'm done with my little rant. Guys, come on. Press the thumbs up button. Cost you nothing. Comment. The whole thing. Share the video to a friend, to a vecino, to somebody. Share the video. Anyway, this is what I... Oh, make sure you guys follow me, Santos Thread Shop, Instagram, Santos Thread Shop, TikTok, and we don't stop rocking to the break of dawn. So you guys already know. Uh, and of course, as always, don't just say what you mean or mean what you say. Say it with your chest.